And that was Tricky texting me, by the way. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Welcome to Trophy Horse. This is episode 408. I'm your host this week, Alex, and I am joined by, well, pretty much always, 99% of the time, I yield to no one. 99 problems, and I don't miss shows, really. That sucked. You tried. You put in a good effort, and we can all appreciate that. I get an E for effort, maybe. Yeah, and you've got to have some weeks off, because, you know, we've all got things going on, birthday parties, you know, uh, like games, like kids' sports games, like club activities, Big events, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if somebody has to take a week off, you know, we, we like to give them that time. Everyone around here has accrued enough PTO to pay time off in order to take some vacations every once in a while. Yes. Agreed. And also, I've noticed on the agenda that Daryl's trophy count is on there, so I'm guessing that Tricky either forgot to erase it, or he doesn't mind actually having Daryl's trophies read. Well, I updated them, because they were there, so... Well, thank you for doing that, because while I created the agenda, I completely forgot to update the trophies, mostly because I've been playing games that I'm not earning trophies in, but still having fun. And that's that's the way you really enjoy video games. All right, well, let's start with uh, the same way we always do this week, which is our updated trophy counts. Tricky is level 52 with a total trophy count of 12,217 and a platinum count of 213. Is that up from last week? It is. More of those Japanese visual novels. It has to be. It was up to, I'm pretty sure, I think it was 211 last week. I like that you posted the Sailor Moon gif in our group chat, and he asked if that was another visual novel (laughs) he could platinum. I I really hope that Tricky, who is around our age, knows what Sailor Moon is, because we all grew up and Sailor Moon was one of those cartoons on, one of those animes on Cartoon Network. I I don't know how you could have missed it. I, I don't know either. Unless you lived in, lived in a log cabin out in the woods, or that your parents only let you watch Disney movies. That'd be one so, way of missing it. Yeah. I am level 31, total trophy count of 6,924, and a platinum count of 102. Steve is level 16, with a total trophy count of 2,220, and a platinum count of 11. You forgot Sid 101 sitting... games. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. First time ever I forgot about that, I was trying to speed right through I, Alex, have 102 Platinums in 101 games because I don't want to to cheat anybody because I got the cross-save Platinums on Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. Sid is level 39 with a total trophy count of 9,260 and a Platinum count of 169. And Daryl is at level 44 with a total trophy count of 9,741 and a Platinum count of 177. You know, Sid... Sid was at one point the the uh, the ringleader of all of us trophy horse with uh, the many many platinums that he had accrued. But Sid's enjoying games more these days and played he once, and he uh, he was smart to get out when he did because he knew what was coming. He knew Tricky was going to go on this full storm of just earning crappy trophies. Well, yeah, we knew it was coming. Sid's still the man. Sid's still the man, and hopefully we can all just sit down and play games we enjoy playing instead of reading a trophy straight from a trophy guide and clicking the little buttons and going the little directions that we got to do to get the trophies play games that you want to play and play them because you want to play them exactly yield yeah in the spirit of that what have ooh the spirit it's halloween it's it's, well not quite halloween but it's spooky month it's october we're getting closer to halloween what have you been playing uh well can i do my trophy count first oh i read everyone else's but i usually make you read your own so how about you tell us what your trophies are, and if you've earned any in any of the games you've been playing this week. I've earned one trophy this week. Ooh. One more than me. The lack of trophy earning on this show is quite eerie. It is. I am a level 28 with a trophy count of 5886 and a platinum count of 91. 
So to answer your first question of what I've been playing, I fired up some Rocket League. And oh, earned- you've been playing the Haunted Hallows, haven't you? I, I did. I, I played, earned some uh, candy corn. God, let's not- let's talk a little bit about the Haunted Hallows. All right, like, let's talk about that. I I love the presentation of it. If you don't know, it's a Rocket League has kind of doing a cross promotion with um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. They've got like the whole like intro screen, like the start screen is updated, and they've got the music and like the intro, like the actual like co- commercial for the Haunted Hallows actually. The thing where, the, like, the Stranger Things logo comes together, like, at the beginning, like, all the letters come in, like, creepy red font. Uh, it's got that, except it spells out the Haunted Hallows. So the presentation for this has been excellent. I love the new field that they have, which was, like, the the farmland. I, I don't know if that's the actual name. The farmland, and well, it's it, got... it's uh, like the it, farmland, but it's with the Stranger Things touch to it. It's the upside-down version of the farmland, and you, you see the mind flare in the background, which is really cool. Because it even tells you at the, the loading screen, hey, beware of the Mind Flare. So, like, as someone who burned through Stranger Things, like, every season that's come out and who is a big fan of it, I love the, the integration of this and I love the presentation. It's all very well done. I will say, though, that as fun as Rocket League is, it's as fun as ever. I'm not super into a lot of the rewards they created for this event. Like, I bought, I ended up buying six, the six that I wanted with the candy corn that I accrued. You know, and I was I was busting my balls to get all those candy corn to, to be able to purchase them. But not a lot of the rewards, like, it's like I feel like the summertime rewards and the Radical Summer, and even some of the holiday ones in the past, are more enticing than the ones they put out for this particular event. To me, the coolest reward out of that was the, uh, the leaf paint scheme, where... The, like- that and the uh, the spider one, where they're kind of dynamic, where they like they are flowing across your car at, like at all times. I I thought that was the coolest one. So I I think if I counted up of the ones that I would purchase, I think I needed like a thousand candy corn. So I'm just gonna play on and off up to November fourth, get as much candy corn as I can, and then like on November third. Or November 4th, go in and be like, I want that, and I want that, and I want that. I, I, I played a few games once. Haven't been, I haven't dived back into it yet. I've been messing with some other stuff. Uh, played some World of Warship Legends. Hold on, Yield. Sorry, I had to go let the cat out because the cat was crying. I didn't want the cat to get all up in the recording. As much as, you know, we all love animals. Well, yeah. It, don't it, need to be editing that out. No. Uh, but, like, I think the first reward that I bought from the Haunted Hallows was the Starcourt Mall wheels that they had oh and that's then, the second one i want yeah those are pretty slick and then i bought the um the banner the demogorgon banner not not the name not the title but the the banner with like the little demogorgon like pedal head on it which is really cool so i mean they did have some really awesome things like the dynamic skins for the cars that you mentioned but you know overall like i i saw i looked at the rewards ahead of time it's like okay i've clearly defined what i want i've you know it started on like the 14th, it runs till November 11th, so you've got plenty of time to do some more work in Rocket League if you need to get, you know, accrue some more candy corn. But yeah, I don't know, I was a little disappointed with the the rewards they put out. Great integration of the the, the IP into Rocket League, I love the cross-promotion, uh, it seems perfect. I, I agree with that. But yes, World of Warship Legends, sir. So yes, so I've been playing some World of Warship Legends, uh, they... Uh, opened up uh, a Halloween event. It's, it's a player versus environment. So they put five ships together, and you can pick between a, a destroyer, a cruiser, and a battleship. And you can only use one ship every half hour. So once you use that ship, there's a half hour cooldown time, unless you want to spend like 70,000 credits. 75,000 credits, which I'm just like, man, I'll just, I'll wait. So you have to escort the Transylvania. It's a sailboat, so to speak. And it takes either one path to the north of the map or one path to the south of the map. And then these zombie battleships just randomly keep coming out. And you're tasked with keeping the ship moving. And then there's catapults that are launching fireballs at you or the ship. So you have to get the ship from there to the portal at the other side of the map. And you've got Basically, five objectives. Defeat the boat at, at the end, the battleship at the end, which is Rasputin. Complete it with 50% health. Take out all the battleships. 
take out all the catapults and not let the ship stop. The ship, the Trans Transylvania has basically a, a green circle around it that if your ship is inside of it, it'll heal it. But if an enemy ship gets with into it, it stops. So I was playing that, trying to get all five stars. I was able to do that. Uh, you know, at this point, do we just expect Halloween events for every game that comes out? Because, I mean, maybe they fit better within certain communities than others, but I know that Borderlands just launched one. I know that, obviously, um, Haunted Hallows is going on for Rocket League. Crash Team Racing has their Spooky Grand Prix going on. And as you just talked about, World of Warships Legends, which is a game or uh, which is a game that I wouldn't think but have a Halloween event, is actually participating in that this year. So is it kind of one of these things where we expect, like, Halloween's just one of those holidays that we expect something from the community extra? It it seems to be leaning that way, especially on your online heavy games. Kind of do, I, I think it's kind of a, to keep the community engaged. You know, hey, we're doing a special theme, and we're doing, you get extra special rewards for doing it. To kind of keep it fresh, to keep people coming back. Which I, I've enjoyed it. it. It was something different. So I, I've been playing that. Fired up some Wreckfest to work through uh, working towards the Platinum and that. And uh, let's see, that, 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 that. I think I fired up some Borderlands 3. And I've lately, the last couple of days, I've been playing. I fired up Sniper Elite V2 on my 3 to start my final playthrough to get that Platinum. And I'm dying. A lot. You gotta earn that platinum. You're not, they're not just gonna hand it to you. They're not handing it to me. I have to earn it. But... It's not like Halloween candy. No one's just gonna hand it to you. No. Nope. Although I guess you gotta come up with every baller-ass costume for somebody to give you candy. That's true. Yeah. If someone comes up to my door and's like, Hey, I'm, I have a mop. I'm Perry Saturn from the WWE. Uh, give me candy. I'm like, fuck you. That's a terrible costume. Put some more thought into it. Sorry, tangent. I'm not really that angry about Halloween. But you are about giving away your candy. Well, okay. Well, do you do you all give out candy yield, or are you like popcorn or apples or you know pretzels or some other treat like that? I honestly, I don't celebrate Halloween. That's fine. Only in the Haunted Hallows. Only yeah. in Rocket League. Yeah, I, I participate in in the in the video game community. Halloween stuff, but I don't, I don't pass out candy or anything like that. I've thought about it. So wait, if we drive by your house, there's not going to be like makeshift gravestones with all the trophy horse names on it. No, that would that would be a great reference, but no one in your neighborhood would probably get it. I I, I take that back. I do have an inflatable pumpkin outside. How wait? How big is this inflatable pumpkin? It's about four foot tall. I mean, that's a pretty good-sized pumpkin. If, you, if you're not going to celebrate Halloween, why have that big-ass pumpkin on your lawn? Well, because I like I, I like doing a little bit of outdoor decoration, so I got an inflatable pumpkin for right now. You're the opposite of me, sir. We, we want to do outdoor decorations, but we never end up doing it, so we'll put a few things around the house. But we still go out and trick-or-treat and leave a bowl of candy out for people at our, uh, on our stoop. And then for, for Thanksgiving, I got a six-foot-tall inflatable turkey that goes outside. For Christmas, I decorate a lot more, but... Does your, neighbor, your neighborhood have a, a decorating contest for for Christmas, or you all just do it for the hell of it? Uh, they do. They actually have they actually had a Halloween one this year, and they have a Christmas one. I don't ever get involved. My outside decoration involves a couple of inflatables and light and silhouettes in the window that light up. That's as far as I've gone right now. I haven't really gone got any icicle lights or anything to go out, other lights to go outside. All right, we've gone far from the agenda. Just a so little. Really back in. We all love the holidays. We love celebrating, but let's reel it back in. Yield, did you have anything else you wanted to finish on as far as what you were playing? I know you're talking about Wreckfest and how uh, it was killing you to try to get that platinum. Anything else beyond that? No, that's it. All right, well, let's get into our topics. Oh, well, I guess I should say well, what I've been playing. What have playing. you been playing? Well, I mean, I, got, I don't really want to bore you all with what I've been playing because it hasn't changed. Um, on and off, you know, some of the Switch, but, you know, mostly on the PlayStation. After I finished my Haunted Hallows event, I got enough candy corn to buy all the items I wanted in Rocket League, so I had my fun there. 
And uh, I've gone back, you know, I've been playing the Spooky Grand Prix and Crash Team Racing, and I guess I'll give my overall thoughts on that. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was the overall best Grand Prix they've released, even though it's the fourth one in that they've released post-launch. Uh, great, uh, you know, introducing three new characters, Nina Cortex, Embryo, and Komodo Mo, the best set of characters they released post-launch. The best costumes that they've released post-launch, I mean, some really great skins, Werewolf Tiny, Monster Fake Crash, um... Ragdoll Nina, which makes me always think of Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, one of my favorite movies. Um, and just some other really good ones, like Witch Tana. So there's a lot of great skins in there. They really, the characters they brought back into the series are really great. The um, the track, uh, Nina's Nightmare, it's a lot of fun. It's very spooky. It's kind of like at this haunted manor with like this bog and these, these fields with scarecrows and windmills surrounding it. Uh, it's pretty cool. There's a giant like spider pumpkin or pumpkin spider in the middle of the level that you have to watch out for because it'll crush you with his legs. Uh, it, it's a pretty cool level. The only thing that disappointed me is I feel like it should have been a little longer. And the section where you actually go into the manor at the end of the level, it's a little bit too short. I thought they could have done a little bit more with that. And really cool if they would have done like a spiral staircase up to the top of the manor and have you hit like a turbo pad at the top and then shoot off the top of the manor and back onto the track to go through the starting gate and uh, all the fields with all the scarecrows and stuff. I thought that would have been really cool. Uh, but I mean, overall, it's a really good Grand Prix, the best one they've released yet. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've been playing. And let's, uh, let's hop into our topics, our news for the week. So Dreams is a game we really haven't talked a lot about here on the show. Uh, it came out last April, which I will admit, I didn't even know that Dreams was out, which tells you a lot. But, you know, Media Molecule, uh, I thought this story was really cool because Media Molecule has always kind of push the bar as far as games development and like what you can do with their games and in a lot of games just giving you like a suite of tools to create your own things and far surpassing anything that you could create in any other game before you know like i was just happy growing up most of the time making a, a creator wrestler or like like you know i'm happy now just slapping some decals or some tires on a car in rocket league but what you can do in media molecules games especially dreams are is pretty damn impressive and what they're talking about now and the um this comes information comes from an interview that uh with game gamesindustry.biz and you know read this uh on ign as well at the view conference in turin italy media molecules co-founder and art director kareem etuni was talking about how they are looking to create a commercial license for uh intellectual property created within dreams basically games created within dreams and allowing creators to take those games outside of Dreams and put them on other platforms. Now, we don't know exactly what that means. If that means smartphones or computers, I would assume that it doesn't mean the Xbox and Nintendo consoles. But uh, Etony also did confirm that eventually the games will be coming, or Dreams will be coming to PC and Mac, so eventually you'll see the creations on there anyway. But yeah, it's just a really cool idea that they want people, you know, Traditionally, we think of PlayStation as very, like, walled off, kind of like this this garden where they keep everything in and they don't really let a ton of stuff funnel out. But if, if people can, if they, you know, the stuff that you create in Dreams is considered your IP that you can take elsewhere, I think that's a really awesome idea. Uh, obviously, if there's a commercial license, you're going to have to purchase that commercial license in order to take stuff out of the game, I would assume. But it's cool that it's not just staying in one game and, you know, that you can also use it beyond that. Uh, use it for portfolios, use it for like work, like, I don't know, like even work, work purposes to show off some kind of like uh, portfolio that you've created and, and your ability to design, like graphic design. That's that's all really cool to give people the freedom to do that. Obviously freedom with certain um, restrictions, but I mean, you'll like, what do you think about this idea of being able to take things from dreams? Because I mean, we thought Little Big Planet was a huge step in like being able to create the freedom to create in that game that, that we had. That's pretty, pretty cool. I mean, it, when it gets to PC, imagine what you can do with it. I, uh, a buddy of mine had dreams. I think it was when it was in the either early access or op, or the open beta. And some of the things people had in there was like, it was it. It's a game within a game, really. Uh, I played one that was like a Star Wars s game where you're flying around, just, you know, destroying ships, dodging asteroids. Uh, remember Marble Madness back in the day, Alex, for the NES? Yeah, on the NES. All right. There was a Marble... It, it, well, 
I shouldn't say 100% like Marble Madness, but it, it gave you the Marble Madness feel where you were a marble rolling around a level and hit, you know, rolling on switches and, you know, solving puzzles that way to get to the next level. Raise the water, lower the water, turn the light on here, make the light ricochet. I mean, it was just, wow, what you what you could do in there. So to be able to do something like that and then go to a college or a job interview or a game developer and go, look, this is what I can do. I, I think that's amazing. Some of the other cool things to come out of GameIndustries.biz's interview with Atuni. Uh, uh, actually, before we get into that, I do want to read uh, a quote from Atuni. Uh, but step one is to show our intent. So from the very beginning, we are doing this commercial concept, which means that everything you do in Dreams is yours. You can use it. People in the Dreams community have already been using it to make graphic design, album covers, and stuff like that, using it for their portfolios and showreels. Totally, the answer is yes. We have plans, features, and dreams and uh, of our own, and we want to make it go to the 11th degree so that people can celebrate their completion, their creations completely. Uh, Atuni talked about the goal for this game is to last 20 years, which... That's insane. I mean, for, like... And this isn't just like a, um, I mean, you think like people will still bust out their SNES and play some games from that. People will still bust out the original Smash Brothers and play that. But I mean, this is a game that's very heavily based on like a multi, uh, like a multi-person aspect. Like I don't want to say multiplayer necessarily, but you're, ba- you're, you're relying on a community. It's not a single player game. You're relying on a community to upload content and, and creations and people to be able to download that and bring it into their world and play through it and be able to share their own creations. So the fact that this game could have the support for 20 years, I mean, it's a bold goal, but it's also nice that they can say that that Media Molecule is like, hey, we want this to last for a long time, so we're going to continue to support it. I mean, that's that's an amazing thing for them to do, and like a lofty goal, but if they can do it, I hey, I say shoot for the stars. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Toonie also talked about like a pro version of Dreams with an expanded tool set, which would also be really cool. Yeah, but in the in the world of like uh, creating video games and selling video games to people, I think the idea that someone could create something within your space and using your tools and um, your engine to create something and then call it their own, giving people like a real like a very uh, foot in the door way to for, to graphic design, I, I think that's that's really great for Media Molecule to not only to want to support a game for twenty years, but also to encourage people to take their stuff elsewhere. So while I may not play all that many of Media Molecule's games, I have to admit that I love what they're doing for the game industry, and I appreciate their contributions very much. Oh yeah, I when I first heard about Dreams, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. And then, it, like I said, playing that open beta was like, wow! And this is just an open beta. Well, and ever you know, ever since for a while there was kind of all like quiet on the Sony front. They had released you know Days Gone, they had released Dreams. You know, God of War had been out for a while, and we were like, well, where's Sony? What's, you know, Sony didn't go to E3. Now Sony's ball is starting to roll. They're starting to get this boulder that's just collecting steam ever since they announced that they bought Insomniac. You know, good news is coming out of Media Molecule. They had a big, like, media blowout for The Last of Us 2, which is a little bit dampered by some recent news that The Last of Us 2 will be delayed until May. So it's originally supposed to come out in February of next year. It's instead going to come out in May, which is a little disappointing, but it's three months, and to be honest... Neil Druckmann, uh, executive, executive director of the game, um, or creative director of the game, I should say, basically said, hey, we need more time to put the polish on it that we want, which definitely we can all respect. We've talked about it a thousand times on the show. If you need to delay a game, especially like if it's only three months, that's not a big deal, delay it. Uh, one of the concerns that IGN did write about, uh, Jonathan Dornbrush, was talking about how the last of this delay could affect Ghost of Tsushima. And basically... Ghost of Tsushima is kind of in this this place where we don't really know what to expect um, from it. We know that it's you know we know it looks really good and we know it's probably gonna come out next year. Uh, it's recently it's been you know affirmed and reconfirmed that Ghost of Tsushima will be coming to the PS4, although it still also has the chance to come to the PS5 as well, a la The Last of Us Remastered, which came to the PS4 after it originally launched on the PS3. But their concern, IGN, uh, and in the article written by Jonathan Dornbrush, is a little concerned and unsure of what this means for Ghost of Tsushima. As in, will its release date be pushed back, especially if it's not like a launch title for the PS5? Where does it fall in 
with a lot of holiday games coming out, uh, some games coming out later spring next year or slated for later spring. So basically, just talk. He just talks about how it could either you know come out near the PS5 or sometime in the late summer slash early fall. So you know to get. I don't want to read everything that he wrote, but if you want to um, read it for yourself. Uh, go to IGN and read the How the Last of Us 2 Part 2's delay could affect Ghost of Tsushima, and just read up all about it. Uh, so, Yield, how do you think, or if you think at all, that the delay of The Last of Us Part 2, since it's also a PS4 exclusive, Ghost of Tsushima is a PS4 exclusive, they're both supposed to come out next year, how do you think that affects Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima? Well, originally when you said, when I heard you say that, I was like, that's kind of uh, a silly assumption. But then I heard his reasoning. And I'm like, you know what? I'm silly for thinking that. You probably wouldn't want both those big games to come out at the same time because you you will you would kill some of the fan base. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, The Last so, of Us Two, like Ghost of Tsushima, is a new IP. Yeah. The Last of Us Two is is proven. It's it's like one of the, it's hailed and praised as one of the best game story based games of all time, and definitely one of the best PlayStation games of all time. So I mean, like. You don't have to be a business major to look at a slate of games from a, a platform holder and say, okay, here are two AAA releases. We probably don't want to release them with a week of each other because either they're both going to cannibalize each other's sales or one of them is going to lose out and eventually not sell until yes. it becomes like a greatest hits. I'm, I'm one of the ones that, as of right now, I'm, I'm buying both games. But if, you, if they both come out at the same time, you may not have the time to the time to delve into both games equally, if you get what I'm saying. So the delay for the last of us to, uh, what, what was it? Spring, May, it's May. Yeah. May, which is a good, which was actually is good because there's no releases in the summer. Typically not. Typically um... not. Rockstar tends to do their stuff in the summer. And it, it really works for them because that's the only big game to play. So now I would say that if they were kicking around an of, of a of a release date for Ghost of Tsushima, it's probably going to be fall, if not late fall holiday. That way, The Last of Us 2 releaseness has been kind of, you know, weighed down. Probably- well, there is an issue with that theory yield in that the PlayStation Five comes out next year holiday, and are they want to going to be are they going to want to promote Ghost of Tsushima alongside a new platform? Now, not every PlayStation Five is going to sell out everywhere. It's going to be really hard to find. Yeah, because new consoles, it's they always sell out, and unless you are a wish doctor or you pre-order it way ahead of time, you're not going to get your hands on one. So there's still going to be people that own the PlayStation Four through the holiday season. But I'm one of them. The focus for the marketing focus, are you going to try to market Goshishima alongside the PS5 and the new games for that? And the launch games for that? I think it's more reasonable that you see PlayStation 5 versions of The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. Because while Sony has reaffirmed that both of these games are going to be on PlayStation 4, they've never said that they're not going to be on the PlayStation 5 too. And we've seen more of that. You go from Sony to Nintendo, we talked about The Last of Us uh, Part Last of Us Remastered earlier for the PS4, and you also have like a lot of the Zelda games bridge between two consoles. Uh, Breath of the Wild did it between two consoles. Twilight Princess did it for two consoles. So it's more and more, it's not a common thing these days, but it's an easy way for them to sell a new console. If, you know, say somebody's it's like, hey, I'm not going to buy these two games for the PlayStation 4 because I want to save money for the PlayStation 5. If you've got people who want to play them and you can launch them for both consoles... I mean that's I mean it's easy money for you. Well, yeah. So let me let me pose this question to you then. So let's say Ghost of Tsushima launches in August, all right? And Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima are going to come out on the five. Do they come out as launch games, or do you hold off and wait till February, March? I think they come out as launch games, and. Part the reason I say that is because I have no idea what's coming out for the PlayStation Five, and you, like everyone always complains about the launch titles for a console because there's usually one big game, maybe one you know follows down the road a couple months, but there's always that complaint, and Sony's gonna have to have something to come out 
for the PlayStation 5 to play right away, you know, people will still buy it, but then you don't want the backlash of, hey, there's nothing to play on my new console. So until I know something for sure else is being worked on, unless they're going to come out and say, oh, if they have Horizon 2 ready for the launch of the PlayStation 5. And that's the only way you can play it. Then, then I think that they wait on remastered versions of Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part 2. That then I see them falling into like spring summer of 2021. But if they don't have Horizon 2 going into launch, then because the next uh, Sony Santa Monica game I can't imagine will be ready by the launch of the PlayStation 5, they're gonna have to do The Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. I originally thought before I had read about it being confirmed for the PlayStation 4, I thought Ghost of Tsushima would be the launch title because. It's a, it's a big AAA game. It's from a respected developer in Sucker Punch. It's a new IP. It'd be a great way to shine the spotlight on that game and on Sucker Punch. But now that it's been... It's kind of weird that it's now... Oh, yes, it's still coming to the PS4. Because then you're like, okay, well, what's the big game for the PS5? I think it would be easy for them, given how much time they've had to develop The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima, to basically have versions for the PS5. Especially since these are, like, Sony-owned studios and they have, like, access to the best engines and Sony tech that anyone in the world has. Well, and they've, they've been in development for a while. You're you're putting them out basically almost at the end of the four life cycle. So you're going to be pulling pretty much everything you can out of the four for it. And then, so it, it's not that hard to imagine to make it for the five because you know you're just now learning to do it for the five like tomb raider and last of us did so i i think it's quite possible or feasible um i agree with you with ghost of shishima i thought that when it was originally announced i thought awesome it looks amazing can't wait to play it on the four and then we didn't hear from it for it was what a solid year it wasn't at last year's e3 and or this year's e3 and it was like, you know what? That's going to be a five launch game because you haven't heard about it. Well, and they can't release it after twenty. They can't. They can't release it after two thousand nineteen. They have to get it in before holiday twenty nineteen. So only time will tell. But I think it is an interesting question posed by IGN. But I think that one of the workarounds that for that is that the games eventually come to the PlayStation Five as well. I agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. All right, and before we get out of here, we got one more news story story to share with you all. And this sure to bring a smile to your face, especially if you're a Fallout fan, because we know that Fallout has not been treated the best by Bethesda in recent years. So Fallout 76 launched with a lot of problems, a lot of bugs. People were pissed about it. And uh, yeah, just didn't live up to the promises that people felt that were, were put out there by the developers. So Bethesda has announced that there will be a service called Fallout First. It's this $100 a year subscription service. And uh, reading from an article by Colin Stevens on IGN.com, this service, this subscription service, is pissing people off probably, surprisingly, even more than Fallout 76 itself. Because what it's looking to do is turn a multiplayer game into a single-player game. Yeah, so ever since the launch of Fallout 76, people have been asking to play with mods, people have been asking to play in private worlds. Basically, Fallout has always been a single-player first experience. Like, Fallout 3 is probably the most beloved of any of them, and guess what? It's a single-player experience that you can just go through on your own. So, I mean, it feels like them having people pay for the ability to create, turn the game into what it should have been in the first place, go from a multiplayer game to a single-player game, it's, it's a bit ridiculous, and uh, an irate fan, or I, we can only assume this is a Fallout fan, has purchased the web domain for Fallout first before Bethesda could get their hands on it. Now, <laughs> people have really been loving this. They've been commenting overall very positively about this. They see it as hilarious. It's, like, it's a parody website for Fallout 76 and for the Fallout first subscription service, basically lampooning Fallout 76 in Bethesda for all the crap that's gone on with this game. The domain is owned by some random person and not Bethesda. <laughs> so the the name of the person who... There's not a, a real name, but the screen name of the person 
is Count Chappie. I have not checked this out yet. I, I might definitely, I'll, I'll definitely probably check it out. But yeah, Yield, how, how do you feel about this basically turning a, uh, the, I guess the uh, the domain that people would first think to visit for um, Fallout First, and the domain is actually falloutfirst.com. Um, how do you feel about some rando user purchasing this and using it to lampoon the company that is trying to develop a subscription service for the game that is being represented on the uh, the website? I, a part of me thinks I should be mad, but I just find this absolutely funny. Brilliant! I mean, we love parody accounts. We love Kazarai's parody account on the Twitter. Oh, absolutely. This is this is awesome. The, the oversight did not purchase the domain name and the forethought of this person to purchase it and then take out his frustration on a game and a series that he dearly loves. <laughs> and just, just lay it all out there of all the issues with the game. It's just Tick, tickles your funny bone. It does. I'm grinning ear to ear. I think. I mean, as much as people bemoan Activision and EA, I mean, there is a lot of negativity flowing towards Bethesda. Not just for this, but for a lot of things because their games generally come out buggy, very buggy, and require patches and it's like this has been an accepted thing that they just do and people continue to buy their games the fallout series has really dropped in recent years and i more and more fans are you know speaking out against it and just not happy with the way the direction that the series has gone the the, the franchise has gone and i can totally understand that and bethesda's not doing anything to help themselves i mean a hundred dollar a year subscription service i mean i guess that's that's less than ten dollars a month but I pay $13, $14 for Netflix. I'm not paying, like, and, and I get a ton of content at my, laid at my feet, basically, via Netflix. I am not going to, and I mean, I, I enjoy Fallout 3. It's the only Fallout game I've ever played, but it's crazy to ask them to pay $100 a year to fix, basically, their giant fuck-up. Yeah, it, it almost feels like it's, Pay for us to fix the game. Yeah, I'm on the the website now, falloutfirst.com, and there is a lot of cursing. Basically, the theme of the entire thing is F you, Bethesda. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cursing, a lot of negativity, a lot of just parody posts. Um, let me see if I can read one. That I mean, I we're an uncensored show, so... Um, so the, at the top of the screen, the first headline, the first like little blog post type thing is Private World, Scrap Boxes, and More Coming to Fallout 76 with Fallout Fuck You First. <laughs> um, what's included behind the Fallout Fuck You First paywall? And just all these different things. Um, yeah, there's even news on a sex tent. It's, <laughs> there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor here, a lot of like semicolon parentheses, parentheses smiley faces yeah i mean this is this is gold uh it even refers to the um one year subscription as this stupid ass membership <laughs> and yeah so please go check out falloutfirst.com even if you're not a fan of fallout if there's it, it's like splinter when he when he made a funny like this count Chappie is out there doing splinter's work and just making funnies like it's 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 pretty good i, I appreciate that and just a very, very loud way to tell Bethesda, hey, we're not going to deal with your shit. Yield, I know you were having trouble loading stuff earlier on your computer. I'm assuming you can't load that page. You are correct. Well, again, the website is falloutfirst.com. Please go check it out, even just for a moment. It's pretty funny. Maybe not necessarily at work, because I don't know what your work environment is, and, you know, all the cursing, it may not be appreciated. But yeah, uh, pretty hilarious, and uh, keep doing God's work, Count Choppy. Or Count yes. Chappie, sorry. Uh, and thank you to Colin Stevens at IGN for bringing us that hilarious news. You know, we kind of brought it down a little bit with the delay of The Last of Us and not knowing where Ghost of, Ghost of Shishima falls in there now, but we we brought it back. We brought some laughs into the show, and I feel like we've we brought it around, and we can finally close this out with some confidence. Let's clean this shit up. Thank you all for joining us for yet another week of rousing housekeeping here on Trophy Horse. I will say that there's been some talk behind the scenes of shortening our uh, housekeeping. I know there's a lot of time when we can have some witty banter 
and you know we can share a lot of jokes and some people like it but uh in general i think it would be best if we kept you know uh a lot of that to more of our news topics and our banter before and like housekeeping was shortened to kind of give you the important points so if you see a shortened more streamlined version of the um the uh housekeeping uh, don't be alarmed. We're just kind of looking to change things up a little bit. So this is maybe the last full blast housekeeping you get. But, um, yeah. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to on the fly change it up. And, uh, yeah. So how can you contact us on the show? Well, we all have Twitters. There's also a Twitter account for Proven Gamer. It's at Proven Gamer. I am at Sonosaurus Rex. Yield is at I Yield to No One. Tricky is at Tricky Mick. And Steven is at Batchild27. Plus, there's also always Sid, who's at Sidderney, and unfortunately, I do not know Daryl's, or I would read Daryl's Twitter account here on the show. Maybe yield while you're explaining some of the stuff later, I'll get back to that. Alright, uh, you can also contact us via email at trophyhorse, or excuse me, trophyhorse at provengamer.com, as well as our phone number, which is 330-PROVEN9. If you don't know what that translate to, translate to, that's what we pay yield for. Yield, what's that phone number? 330 330- Seven seven six eight three six nine. If you like what we do here on Trophy Horse, please check out the other podcasts on the PG Podcast Network, which include PG Spoilers, which, according to Daryl, the flagship show of the Proven Gamer Podcast Network, as well as Nintendo Dual Screens with Stephen and Andy, and the Game Stuff Podcast with Joe, Kalai, and Roberto. Finally giving Roberto some love for being an awesome host on Game Stuff. Again, much many apologies to Roberto for not including him for many months in the shoutouts to the Game Stuff crew. Where can you find all these podcasts? Well, you can find them on the Apple Podcast, Stitcher, your various podcast apps, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can also find uh, Nintendo Dual Screens and Trophy Wars on iHeartRadio and Spotify, and you can find Trophy Wars as well now on Pandora. Yield, yield. How about you share the PlayStation Four communities with our with our uh, listeners? So the site has one. Called Proven Gamer. The show has one called T Dubs Brothels because Sony and Shuhei won't allow us to say whores no matter how you try. And I have one called the Platinum Guild. So stop by, say hi. Yield, do we have any shout outs for the people in the Platinum Guild who have posted? Aren't we supposed to be getting to that sometime soon? We should, and I was supposed to do it this week, and you know, I just realized that I forgot. So I'll write that down and I'll do it next week. My bad. Lordy, lordy, Yield, what are you doing to us, sir? I'm playing video games. And in the spirit of Halloween, you're playing video games. Yes. Alright, well, we are proud here at ProofingGamer.com to be in a partnership with Humble Bundle. If you don't know what Humble Bundle is, you can go to HumbleBundle.com. Hey, imagine that. To check out all the things that they offer for this month. Essentially, it's, it is a charity initiative, and every month they take together uh, bundles of digital media, uh, also as well like physical media like books, uh, mostly just like video games, PC side video games, and sell them at a reduced price. They bundle them together and allow you to play a reduced rate to get all the games. Now there are tiers to each bundle, so if you're trying to pay two dollars to get nine games, well you'll only get part of the, a few of those games. But if you bump it up to ten or twenty, uh, whatever the um, the requirement is to earn all the games, then you'll get uh, a really good value of like you know a lot of times the games are valued over two hundred fifty dollars in a single bundle, and it is a charity initiative, so the money that you uh, at least part of the money that you donate or at least put into the bundle that you're buying goes to charity. So it's always give to, good to give as much as you can. Uh, you can sign up for the electronic newsletter to get regular updates uh, as well. Yield, do you want to do Amazon? I feel like I was going to fuck that up and I need to pass it to you so I don't fumble it. Okay. So the Amazon's just not another river in South America. Oh, I had to do that. It's always tricky. So uh, we are partnered with Amazon. So if you could, slide on over to ProvenGamer.com. On the side of the screen, there's an ad for Proven, or Proven Gamer. <laughs> there's an ad for Amazon. You click on that ad, it takes you straight to Amazon, do your ordering as you normally would, and by doing that, Proven Gamer gets a little kickback. It helps us keep the lights on, buy us comfy little recording chairs, put AC in the recording studio. So yeah. I'll have you know that my girlfriend, Ashley, she bought the comfy chair that I'm sitting in. Mostly so she could play World of, Ra- World of, Warcraft, World of Warcraft on the PC for herself. But it's, it's something we can share as I podcast at the computer. 
And uh, a little update. I should have known this because I've said this name probably I mean, close to 50 times on the show. But uh, if you want to follow Daryl on Twitter, his Twitter account is at Resident Daryl. You know, because Daryl loves the Resident Evils. Yes. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can go to Proving Gamer, or Patreon.com backslash Proving Gamer. Tricky set up a whole bunch of tiers with rewards, and I know he's been trying to rework those a little bit. So if you do want to support the show monetarily, uh, just give us a little bit, uh, just, you know, help us out a little bit financially. Go to Patreon.com backslash Proving Gamer to see what you can earn by supporting the show. And as always, if you can't give the, you know, if you can't support us, you know, with a little money via Patreon, we always uh, ask that you rate us on any, you know, website or uh, platform that you you get the shows from or just simple word of mouth tell your friends your family about trophy yours uh, we really appreciate the word of mouth marketing it's the best way to get things out there i know that i give a lot more credence to things that my friends and my family support as opposed to some jacko online so definitely spread the word of trophy yours if you possibly can it's probably the best possible way to support us also want to give a shout out to our patreon producers cj anderson and felicia steph and extra life is getting closer and closer we're nearing the end of October, and with November, Extra Life being on November 2nd, that means that it's next weekend. It kind of snuck up on a shield. I know yes, we talk it about did. it every week, but... So, if you want more information on Extra Life, it's still not too late to sign up. You can go to extra-life.org. You can join a team. You can create a team and have other people join, or you can play solo. Pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent for Extra Life. Tell people that, hey, will you please sponsor me for my Extra Life gaming marathon? The benefit is that all of the money that I collect goes 100%. 100% of the money that you collect goes to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital that you are opting to represent. The motto for Extra Life is Play Games, Heal Kids, and it is the ultimate win-win situation in the history of the Earth. Again, that's next weekend, and Extra Life is uh, a gaming marathon all day. People are going to be streaming on Twitch. I'm sure Tricky's going to be all over the place on Twitch. So definitely oh, yeah. look out for what we'll be doing for Proven Gamers Extra Life shenanigans. Well, Yield, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. I believe that we will end with some shout-outs. Would, would you like me to go first? Well, I'm going to take a bite of beef stew, so I, I would really appreciate it if you would. Okay. So, I will give a shout-out to the fans, the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. Uh, a shout-out to the Platinum Guild. I have not forgotten about you. I just got lazy this week and forgetful. Well, uh, Yield, I don't yeah. mean to call you out. Well, well, we're all lazy more than just this week. Well, that's true, but I was really lazy this week. See, here's what happened. I, I, I'll give you a little bit. I'm imagining you, like, laying on your back, scratching your belly like Baloo from the yeah. Jungle Book. Oh, yeah. This game's really good. Um, I'm off next weekend because I've got, we got birthday obligations, like, all weekend. I thought it was this weekend. So I kind of checked out. I'm sure Alex can attest to you. I put in the chat, hey, I'm busy this weekend. I'm out. So I kind of checked out. I'm going about my week. I'm doing my thing. A couple days later, I'm like, no, that's next weekend. My And then I like didn't completely check back in. So totally my bad. It's all right. You're here. You're physically recording with me. So we can still put out a quality show for the listeners. We have. Uh, you know, I just thought as I'm eating this beef stew, that one of the great things, I mean, when you live in the Midwest, winter's not all that great. There's not a lot of pros to it. But one of the cool things is it means it's soup season. Yes. And uh, more broccoli soup. cheddar, more chicken noodle, more beef stew, more chili. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's we're getting serious here, folks. There's nothing better than reheated chili and a cheeseburger. I'm the culinary you. delights of winter. And that's like, I feel like in the winter, like, you can just make big batches of stuff. I mean, you have the power to do that in the summer, too. But soup lends itself more to, like, making big batches and then just being lazy for the rest of the week and just eating leftovers. I mean, that's what Thanksgiving's all about. It's eating leftovers. Oh, and the whole, like, family time and quality time aspect, too. That as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a bear when it comes to the winter. Eat and sleep. Do we need to change your name, I yield, to cold weather? No. I still go out in the cold weather. I'm just like a, like a polar bear, I guess. I eat, I sleep, but I'll go out, I'll, I'll go out in the snow. Anyway. Um, You're the nicest polar bear that I've ever met because, quite frankly, they will fuck you up. They will. Yeah. Okay, Yield, I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, that's all right. That's it. I think that's it. We'll stop there. All right, well, I want to give a shout-out, as always, to the listeners, the fuel to the fire this trip of yours. Thank you all very much for continuing to support our show on whatever platform you choose to listen. 
Without you all, we would not be on so many different mediums or different avenues where people could find us. And we certainly wouldn't be past 400 episodes. So thank you all very much. You all are the lifeblood of Trophy Horse. Even if we're the assholes talking every week. But uh, I would encourage you all, please, if you want to write in, if you want to contact us, please get more involved with the show. Um, we would definitely, we always love hearing from our listeners. So uh, we want to create a, com- like, uh, we love the community feel of Proving Gamers. So please, you know, just uh, send us some questions, send us some quizzes like Homer does. And uh, yeah, just more more interaction. We, we would love to hear from you guys a little more. Last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my loving girlfriend, Ashley. Thank you very much, sweetheart, uh, for always supporting me and allowing me to go do like Pokemon Go lure parties out in the, the chilly fall weather and just kind of sit down by myself and play some Crash Team Racing on the weekend so I can earn those Wampa coins to get them baller-ass Halloween skins. Uh, I love you, honey, and just thank you for just always being there and just always being a fun and uh, terrific partner. That is going to bring us to the end of the show. This has been episode 408 of Trophy Horse, and we hope that you're having a fantastic Halloween season. We will obviously, this is going to be our last show before Halloween, so please be safe out there, have a good time, and uh, dress up in some really cool, awesome costumes. We'd uh, we especially love to see, if you hear this and you want to post some costumes on uh, the, the Trophy Horse Facebook group, please do, because we would love to see them. I can't say that I'm going to have super cool costume, but we would love to see you all and uh, even share some of them on the show if we, we get enough. So, uh, yeah, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 408. And as always, happy trophy hunting. Happy Halloween. Happy motherfucking Halloween. Get get those Kit Kats and those Snickers bars and those uh, those Milky Ways. And Reese Cups. Real quick, Yield, before we get out of here. Yo. If you had to pick one candy bar to... One materialize in your hand right now or like a, not even a candy bar like a piece of candy like skittles or Reese pieces or whatever if you could have it materialize in your hand right now what would it be Reese pieces that's a good choice uh i have to say snickers because while i didn't grow up liking snickers all that much um yeah it's be it's 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 a it's a time tested classic candy bar that just grows on you with age it's it it it's is timeless snickers snickers, will is never, snickers is like uh the goonies it never dies The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> <laughs>